comes up. Here comes up. Y'all don't really worry like that. Yeah. Here comes up. Week, 
we're gonna talk about a lot of a lot of that stuff as well. But first off, what a weekend for college football. Spring football is in the air. Over eight spring football games will be televised today, and I'm so excited. I'm going to be watching at least five of them, six of them at the most. I mean, I'll have uh, three on my three on my laptop and two on the desktop, and probably one on my probably one on my on my on my TV here. So, really excited about the spring football. Talk about NBA playoffs as well. Um, but first off, we're going to do like we normally do. On the show to start off, we're gonna hit. We're gonna we're gonna hit you up with a daily devotional. This one's called "Praying on Your Knees." This comes from our friends over at In Touch Ministries, and I want people to like really listen to this one and really hear what what we're about to talk about. This comes from Hebrews chapter four, verse sixteen. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace. So that we may have receive we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let me repeat that. Therefore, let us draw near near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of in time of need. Every every Sunday, I know a number of people in the sanctuary objected and. They were trying to get rid of, of people, you know, in terms of, like, preachers and stuff like that, getting people off certain boards or whatever. And it, it, it was, it's kind of it's hard to talk about because I remember growing up, and I remember going to deacon meetings, you know, with my uncles at times, and I remember going to church and going to some of the, some of the, the Bible studies and things of that nature and hearing hearsay between between some of the, the members of the church and their personal conflicts with the pastor and their their just their just their their philosophies clashing with the philosophies that the pastor had and this was kind of this is this is a kind of a kind of a kind of a similar situation but I I want I wanna I wanna bring this up. You know there was one time where they did vote a pastor out because they didn't believe in in some of his in some of his philosophies and believe in some of some of what he what he wanted to preach about. So here in terms what we have, perhaps you can relate to to something difficult in your home life, your work relationship, school situation, in which people are reacting negatively to you. This is what we're talking about. The way to handle troubles is discovered on our knees. The Heavenly Father waits for us to approach his thrones with prayer, gain his, gain his divine perspective, and receive instructions on how, to, on how to proceed. In my prayer time, a battle was taking place between what I wanted, which was avoiding this conflict, and what the Lord had planned for me, which was to move forward in faith. Eventually, you have to agree to God's course, and you have to experience his peace in in your own life. When we humbly seek the Lord through prayer, we invite him to be in our situation and to accomplish his plan. 
He may direct us in ways that surprise us, but they will be for our good and his glory. In some cases, God instructed people not to argue or defend yourself. Our part is to pray. It's hard. It was hard to be silent, but you have to trust him. Follow his lead and watch him resolve the situation. This is what we have to do when we have conflicts like this. When we have people who don't really care for your philosophy or don't really care for what you believe in and what you think is right. So, here in this series of situations that we have, praying on our knees reminds us that God is the master and we are his servants. He knows all things, whereas our perspective is narrow. He is all-powerful. He can penetrate hard hearts and closed minds. We cannot. Let's make, a, let's make prayer a regular part of our day and watch what the Lord does. I want you to remember this last part. This last, this last passage that I, that I read. Praying on our knees reminds us that God is the master and we are his servants. He knows all things, whereas our perspective is narrow. He is all-powerful. He can penetrate hard hearts and closed minds. We cannot. Let's make prayer a regular part of our day and watch what the Lord does. A lot of people don't really get that. A lot of people don't really understand that. But hopefully we'll get it one day. Hopefully hopefully we'll, we'll, get, we'll get it before it's too late. We're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to come back, talk some NFL, talk some NBA playoffs. Y'all stay tuned.
if <laughs> I'll put it this way, Chicago loses on Sunday, this could be a very long series for the Bulls. I mean, they they're they're very easily could be could let the Celtics back in the series, and, and the Celtics could go ahead and close the series out in six, which would be which would be very very bad for for the Bulls and. Um, even though they're eight seed, this this will look this will look like a successful season for the Bulls, but with the players that you have on that team and the moves that you made um, during the season, trading Dougie McDermott and and um, and Taj Gibson to uh, to the Thunder for pretty much nobody and nothing, um, this pretty much makes the Bulls look. Like real losers in in the trade, in the trade. So I think the Bulls they need to get the psyche back. They need to find a distributor, or have somebody become that guy. Which I don't think that they really do have anybody that will become that guy. You know, we look at look at the Bulls. We saw what Jay Crowder did. We saw what Isaiah Thomas did. We saw Kelly Olynyk actually take over the game at one point last night. And that's Kelly O'Linnick taking over a game. You haven't seen him do that since he played at Gonzaga. This is this is something this is this is a this is a this is a, this should be a, a red flag. This should be a cause for concern in Chicago. If not, then we're gonna have a long off season and we're gonna be asking questions not only of of the GM but of the head coach. And this may be a this postseason may be a make or break for Fred Hoiberg. I hate to say that as much as I as much as I loved him as a as a basketball player, him coming out of Iowa State, him coming out of him playing for the Bulls for a while and uh, across various other teams for a while, you know, over a ten year span in, in the NBA. I don't think he. I don't think Fred Hoiberg is ready for the is ready for the NBA. I think if we gave him a couple more years, I think he probably would have been ready at this, at that point in time. But given what a previous Iowa State coach has done in the NBA with the Bulls, he's in a much better situation. So. Is it okay to give him some time to to try to right the ship? Yeah, but they're gonna have to do it through the draft, and and, and there's not gonna be a mid round draft pick out there for the Bulls if you if you think about it. So, you know, we have to look at it from that standpoint. But moving on, you know, the Rockets and Thunder, this series. It's probably one of the best series of of the first round playoff matchups that we have because this is a this is a this could be this is a, a six three matchup that really could be a four five or I mean a four five matchup or even or even even dare I say if the Thunder would have played better. This could have been a second round series between these two teams, but they're actually playing the first round. This is so competitive. This this this, this series is so competitive because you you're starting to see 
James Harden become a become a megastar, and you're starting to see Russell Westbrook become well. Russell Westbrook. I mean, if you think about it, um, <laughs> I mean, that's lack of a better word. I mean, Russell Westbrook had a triple double last night, his second straight, and he did it in a win, as opposed to throwing up fifty points and doing it in a loss. So, in that regard, when we look at Russell Westbrook, when we see when we see him doing the things that he's doing, I think Stephen A. and I think Stephen A. Smith and Matt Shellman hit it right on the head on, on first take a couple of days ago when they were talking about this. Russell Westbrook, when he's good, he's distributing. When he's bad, he's forcing shots. He thinks he has to take over the game. That 30 seconds that he was sitting on the bench, they lost the lead. So he had to come back in and he had to make make something happen. That's part of the problem that you have with Russell Westbrook. He doesn't know how to turn it on. He doesn't know how to turn it off. He doesn't know how to trust his players. He doesn't know how to trust his fellow players in the crunch time situations. I mean, you have a you, you don't have a 15 man bench for nothing. So in that regards, Russell Westbrook, he is clearly the MVP of this year. This year. James Harden is playing like an MVP as well. But when you look at what Russell Westbrook has done, and you look at what, like, in the series, and you look at what what Houston has done as a team in the series, it, it kind of makes you I, – I, I don't want to say cringe because cringe is a bad word. Like, cringe is a bad word. So, I mean, I don't want to use the word cringe, but what I will say is, is is that we're starting to see something special from we're starting to see something special in this in this series, and I'm really just I'm really excited to see what's going to happen, you know. It's still two to one Rockets. Now I'm really excited just to see how the rest of the series is going to go. You know, you got you got twenty out of you got twenty out of Taj Gibson last night. You got Andre Robertson and Victor Oladipo who added twelve in, and they shot fifty five percent from the field. And Russell Westbrook said in the post conference as we just as we just alluded to about trust he had to do a better job of trusting his trusting his teammates for 48 minutes tonight those guys made plays the whole game that's what I'm trying to do but James Harden also scored 44 points he took over the game for for the Rockets how the season how the season to pan out we're gonna see. We're gonna see how the series pans out on Sunday. If <laughs> I'm telling you, if if OKC gets a win on Sunday, this is a seven game series instead of best of three series. I I, just, I I like I like Houston's bench a lot better. I think they're deeper bench wise. 
I think their starting five is a little bit better than the starting five of OKC. But you got veterans on the bench at OKC as opposed to what you don't have at Houston. You don't have that guy that will come in and be a six man. You don't have a six. You don't have a true six man at Houston. You really don't have. You have a true six man. You have a you have a starter as a six man for for OKC when you look at a guy like Taj Gibson who does fit in the starting lineup at times, or you know, or that kind of guy. So I think you have to take the bitter with the sweet on on this, and I think. What what may, what you may have to do? What the Thunder may have to do? They may have to just they may have to be aggressive from the jump, and they get a, they jump out to a lead. We we will see. OKC be OKC. We'll see them build off their defense, which is what they do a lot of, is build off their defense. So, and so that's that's what I see. That's what I see with that series. Now, the other game that was last night that everybody that that I, you know we were talking about last night was was Utah and was Utah and the Clippers. I mean. This is, I'll tell you, a lot of people talk about, a lot of people talk about, you know, Gordon, a lot of people talk about Gordon Hayward not being, not being a, that guy. He's a different kind of guy. He's not a pop, he's not a, he's not a driver, he's not an ISO player. He's not a pick and pop kind of guy either. I mean, I alluded to him as being a Kevin McHale type type player, which I think is a little bit of a stretch because he's a little bit more athletic than Kevin McHale ever was. But is there something about is something about Gordon Hayward? That's, that you just like, and is why he's going to be a hot commodity in free agency. And here's here's what, here's what I'm talking about. He scored 40 last night in a win where he helped split in L.A., but they lose game three at home. So we look at this series again. We look at this series just like we look at just like we look at OKC, the Houston OKC series, this could be again one of those other really good matchups. Other really good matchups in 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 the first round. Chris Paul has thirty four points last night. Um, Gordon Hayward goes off for forty, but you lose the game by five. I mean, Chris Paul took over that game late. I actually watched the late part of the game, and I just saw Chris Paul just become that Chris Paul of old. I mean, just look, he looked healthy, finally. For the first time, he actually looked healthy in a playoff game, where, whereas if he didn't look healthy at all. So, I mean, 
it may it makes you wonder what's going to happen. It makes you wonder what's going to happen in the next in the next few weeks, next the next next few days, next few months, next four games. I mean, because this is actually this is actually going to be a four game series from here on out. I mean, game game four is game four is a, a pivotal game for both teams. If you're talking to get a split of those two games and they go back to LA two two, this could be this could be just an epic series, epic. I mean, we, we're looking at we're, we're really looking at at this. Just like, just like now. I mean, we're looking at this like we are going. I mean, we're it's pivotal. It's pivotal that Utah gets a win this week, this Sunday, on Sunday. It's pivotal. Whereas with with the Clippers, they win. You know, they still have all the momentum right now, have been up two one. But this game really didn't separate anybody. It really didn't separate it really didn't separate the two teams like it should have. So we're looking at this matchup and I I I'm I'm really looking at this matchup as if Utah goes goes back to LA two two. The Clippers are going to have to gain some sort of momentum in Game Five. If they go, if they go back home, three-one, they'll close out. They'll close out, and they'll close out because they've got the better. They've got the better. They've got the better starting five. They've got the better bench. They've got. They've got a deep bench. They probably got the deepest bench. To me, of all the playoff teams, not Golden State. That's not Golden State, and that's not <laughs> that's not Boston. I mean, and Boston really don't even have a, a deep bench. But of all the team, of all the sixteen teams right now that are that are that are in the playoffs, other than Golden State, and other than other than than maybe. <laughs> Then maybe Chicago, maybe you know, maybe Chicago. I mean, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Other than Golden State, well, I'll, yeah. We'll just we'll just simplify it. Other than Golden State, the Clippers have the deepest bench. You got a you got a three times six man a year in Car- in Crawford, Jamal Crawford. You have you have a you have a a spot starter. Like you do with with um, with Rivers coming off the bench or giving you that 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 starter that starter role, JJ Reddick being a starter. I mean, you've you've got everything you need to have on that bench. You got yeah, you have three players who can shoot the three. You have a Blake Griffin who can stretch you out, and and he's becoming a stretch four. He may not be able to hit that shot consistently, but you see him improve every year from 18, 20 feet out. 
because he's becoming he's becoming a mature he's becoming a more mature player. You don't see the high flying dunking that that you used to see. You're seeing him mature as a player. So this is this is why I say I say the Clippers they could close this game out. They should close the series out in five. They should go no more than five games. But if Utah finds a way to win, especially with Troy Burke and with Troy Burke and those guys that they have over there with Utah, this could be a last chance for them with this with this group of guys and Quinn Snyder at the helm to be a good playoff team. This is a five seed in the playoffs. If they can keep Gordon Hayward, they can keep Trey Burke, they can keep some of the other talent that they have. I mean, they got a great young nucleus. And if they can add on to that great young nucleus with veteran players, this is a team that's going to just – this is a team that could be that next best team behind Golden State or behind Portland if Portland gets it together. So we're looking at we're, – we're actually looking at some great, great, great matchups here right now. Last night was just a great matchup. But today, today's matchup is no different. Today's matchups are no different. I mean, we look at I mean, we're looking at today's matchups, we're looking at the Raptors and Bucks. I mean the Bucks lead this series two to one over a Raptors team that made it all the way to the finals last year. We're looking I mean, we see a really good Bucks team. That could that could be they're legit, you know, with with the Greek freak, with um, you know, the Greek freak, and then you have some really good you have some really good players, some young players, Jabari Parker when he's healthy on the court with him. I mean, you got you got some really good players on this on this. On this team, and I'm really excited to watch this game. This game's at two o'clock on TNT. I'll be going back and forth between this, between that, and the Georgia Spring football game, which is at two o'clock. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a few moments. But the Raptors and Bucks. I mean, this, this is this is this is going to be a special series. You know, for for both the Bucks and the Raptors. I mean, because you got the Bucks in the playoffs for the first time in a number of years. The Raptors, they want to establish themselves as a as a constant contender. I mean, they're the three seed this year, but the thing of it is, The Raptors look weak this year. They don't look as they don't look as crisp as they did last year. They don't look as focused as they did last year. As they, as they did last year, they're playing. They're playing different. It's 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 something different about them. I just I don't I don't know I, I don't know what it is. I don't I can't even point it out. I just it's just it's just a different feel, and it's just a different feel to this to this Raptors team. Than, than I felt last year. I felt like last year, if they could have done something different, 
in that series with with Cleveland. I mean, I felt like they could have they could have gave Cleveland a run for their money. I mean, they were in the game, they were in all four of those games. But it's just they ran out of steam, and I think they're feeding. I mean, the way that they finished this this season, they finished the season up and down, you know. And it's starting to show in the playoffs. Just like, you know, we 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 talk about the Cavaliers. We talk about we talk about the Cavaliers and and and, and, and things like that. But it just it it really does make you wonder. I mean, it really does make you really wonder. You know, if the Cavaliers are. Are are really back to being that team again? I mean, even though they do have a they do have a three game three games none lead because of a monumental just breakdown by the Pacers uh, the other night. I mean, and by monumental, I mean you lose an almost forty point lead, and then you lose by I think you lose by ten. I think that's the way it was. I think you lose by ten. So I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think you lose. I think you lost that game by by ten points, by five. Yeah, by five points or twenty five point lead. Yeah, I mean, you drop a twenty five point lead and you lose by. I mean, and Cleveland came back up and they were up by by, by almost ten. At one point, and then they lose the game by five. I mean, that that's not good. That that's not a good look. I mean, I think you can stick a fork in the Pacers. I think they're pretty much done as well. I mean, after after that debacle, I think that's just that that's just that's just chalk up to chalk that up to a loss. Um, again, you know, we talk about I said the books. The Bucks leading this leading this this series two to one. I mean, again, you gotta get you gotta get guys like Demar Derozan off. You gotta get guys like Kyle Lowry off. I mean, and then you also have to have to feed the big man down low, and they haven't really done that. I mean, like he's been neutralized because of the Greek freak playing the way that he's playing and. You know, you're playing DeMar DeRozan on him, which is not a good look either. I mean, he's got a three-inch three height advantage over him. I mean, he's posting him up and taking him to school. I mean, there has to be some sort of defensive adjustment that Johnson, that Coach Johnson can do there. And then we look at the Hawks, the Hawks and Wizards. And I, 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 I'll, say this, I'll say it this way. The Hawks don't get a win at home. The Hawks are done. They look I mean, they haven't looked good at all in the series. Um game one they game one they, they took it to them, but they still lost. Game two, they, they, they weren't in it. They they looked lost. I mean, they really did look lost. Dennis Schroeder didn't didn't play any in any way. You know, you didn't get the ball. You didn't get the ball to to Paul Millsap enough. 
um, to have him take his shots. I mean, this is this is a team that is missing Al Horford, and the Hawks are missing Al Horford in a way that I don't think that they ever thought that they would. And, and that's just that's just being that's just being real with you. And finally, we're talking about the last game. Well, we're talking about. Um, you know, there's two games. There's two more games. You know, we haven't talked about yet. Um, Spurs, Spurs, Grizzlies. My, I, I really want to know where Tony Parker is in in this. Um, and some breaking news. Blake Griffin is out for the year, so um, that pretty much just tells you a lot about what's going on there. Um, Blake Griffin is is done though, um, so it's uh, again. I mean, going back to to what we were just talking about with. <laughs> With the Clippers and and everything, this that's a big loss. There's no doubt about it. There's a big loss. Clips losing Blake Griffin for the year. I mean, still got a deep bench. You still got DeAndre Jordan. You still got Marty Space. Marty Space is going to play more of a role now, a bigger role than than what he has been playing. Um, and there's some there's some rumors that Mari Spates actually wants out out of the end of the year, um, and I, and from what I've heard, he's very keen on going back to he's very keen on going back to Golden State. He really wants to go back to Golden State. So we're 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 looking at that now, and now is it time to blow up the clips? Let, let's let's go back and let's go back now. Is it time to blow up the clips? I, you know, my man Tyrus just just hit me up and he he's like, he told me Blake Griffin's gone for the year. My man T Rex said it's time to blow up the clips. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take a quick second break. I'm gonna come right back. I'm gonna get T Rex on I'm gonna, I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna get T Rex on the phone. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this real quick. Y'all stay tuned. Peace to the relics. Yeah. It feels just like yesterday when I was tripping with you. Now you long gone, Jesus called you home, girl, you know we miss you. It's a damn shame, cause you lost your life to a jealous nigga. If he couldn't have you, then nobody else could, so he pulled the trigger. 
So I'm gon' smoke all of this herb and I'ma sip all of this drink It's taping the truth of reality, peace when my mind is blank Murder, 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 I'ma see these deaths like all that I think Your niggas, they banging them gangs, they just tryna earn them some rank your niggas ain't playing no games, your niggas ain't throwing that flame Your niggas just shoot that on swing, your niggas we lost But I'm here to bring us some change, my people don't put it to shame Who is to blame? Is it our mothers? Is it cause we never had a father, now we needed them I've been serious sipping cause I needed them Splitting cigarettes, now we needed them I don't wanna die today, all I wanna do is get high today And let the underground sound be my hideaway I was locked but this beat helped me find a way I got a lot, a lot of niggas in the graveyard A lot, a lot of time that was too hard Praying to my knees, I'm like, oh Lord, on the boulevard, skip it, go, 12 could have came and got me anytime, lot of drama on my mind, went back home and oh kill, I see my mama crying, what is going on, looked in the mirror and I know it ain't me, looked in the mirror, I was hungry, I was grinding, so a nigga had to go get that cheese, too young, too young, it's a lot of young niggas in the city losing lives, losing lives, losing lives, just too young, with two guns. It feels like yesterday when I was tripping with you Now you long gone, Jesus called you home, girl, you know we miss you It's a damn shame, cause you lost your life to a jealous nigga If he could have you, then nobody else could Can we pull the trigger? Yeah, you pull the trigger And it's the same song Everywhere we go That murder, 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 pistol, bang, bang, bang That's all we know, and it's like the same song Everywhere we go, you better watch what you do tonight They might take your life, they might take your soul And I don't know So I'm smoking on this drove Praying to heaven, that's where I go But this life that I live Trying to get these Benjamins We're trying to not commit these sins But I gotta get it, gotta get it, Lord knows Lord knows I don't wanna die too young Now he losing his soul Why this murder, murder shit All that we know We losing our black people like black 
close eyes, I find a soul sky that's mine. I don't wish I climb. My old ceilings denied. The daytime arrives, your nightmares confirm. My whole tribe's alive. We stay fitted for the finish, never ask why. Six rays, he's telling me I can't fly. My hopes reach for the ceiling with their hands high. So understand, got the city on standby. Finding a balance in a game that's morally wrong. For 5 a.m. up in the morning, we duck in the light. Earn time through the habits we usually own. Saving up, better spend it on nothing, that's right. That's a hell of a night. The drinks, women, the aim, bringing the same thing. The mind locking, the lames rocking the same plane. The bed swinging, the Z's clinging, the same dream. A low limit, what the frame brings. Low limit, what the frame brings. We up late again, plotting on the same thing. Low limit, what the frame brings. We up late as hell, plotting on the same thing. But hold up, let them fix it in. No pills, it's still limitless. Recouping the true essence, the legends who passed on Live forever while we reminisce True precision, I give forever and never miss Signature sound like signing down on the dotted wind Seeing signs of you clown rappers on common shit Trading in your word for green faces and diamond whips Copping medallions while my people starve I think the public getting blind to what honesty is I heard life is stage play a part But we ain't trying to be a part of this comedy biz Cause ain't it funny, I'm holding like no grudges As long as your hoes love it and money just keeps coming Trying to rain on your fire by burning my whole budget A liar, where well, y'all liars rely on the same subject The tracks, women, the aim, bringing the same thing Your mind locking, the lames rocking the same plane The bed swinging, the Z's clinging, the same dreams uh, A low limit, what the frame brings Low limit, what the frame brings we up late again, plotting on the same thing. Low limit, what the frame brings. We up late as hell, plotting on the same thing. Plotting on the same. Plotting on the same. On the same thing. Plotting on the same. Plotting on the same. A low limit what the frame brings. A low limit what the frame brings, yeah. A low limit what the frame brings, uh. Applying on the same things, yeah. About to get a choir in here. Plotting on the same things. We just plotting on the same things, yeah. Plotting on the same things. We up late as hell, plotting on the same things. Trotting on the same thing, trotting on the quest to put against us with the fame brain. Come and be my guest, you can get blamed, man. Let me get my dragon out the den. Let me maintain the flow as I craft it with my pet. I'm a master with the rapping, can't be matched by many men. Cause I passed you when I traveled down the path you've never been. Staying active with this passion, try and stack up all this gen. Try snatch up all the cabbage, silly rabbit with a spin. I'm a savage, call me Ben. Sending rappers turn to dirty bastards when I have to dip. Instrumentals can get ripped. Shooting lyrics off my men don't make you rap. Get the memo like I'm deadly with the clip That's a semi-automatic, you can bet we bring the havoc Load the barrel, let them have it Just be sure to leave your address I'm addressing all the rappers playing dress up You in the wrong sector, thought I'd tell you The rap game is not a pageant, it's tragic Since the young and been busting bum to get out the gutter Avoiding trouble and now I'm buzzing due to this hunger I'm busting bubbles, waking brothers up from slumbers Now I'm no longer the underdog, I'm heating up this summer No more dreaming, only action, me my team gon' make it happen We just scheming, strategizing, why you guys are steady napping, treasure my presence like pirate chest, I'm spitting crack, release the cracking, cow moving back, and so I hope you rappers started packing, hey, uh, 
dead and evicted And even claws know that the boys' bars are gifted We making noise, neighbors might call the boys, they tripping Might leave a sticky note with a message, you just missed the tape We've been working hard, people never stop that hating Only seem to quiet down when Kyle finally elevating Early flights and elevators take me to my destination Seventeen and getting green, but we ain't even met the fame yet there's too much money here. I mean, nobody should be hitting Lotto for $36 million and we got people starving in the streets. That is not idealistic. That's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand, drupal billion dollars, and then there's people starving. There's no way. There's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants. I know you're rich. I know you got $40 billion, but can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why have 52 rooms and you know there's somebody with no room? It just don't make sense to me. It don't. Nice. 
Tailgate crew powered by HWA headphones, solar headphones. Check them out on their various social media platforms. They got an Instagram, they got Twitter, um, Facebook, MySpace. I mean, they got everything, man. Snapchat. Um, you can also find them on Pinterest as well. So, I mean, I've been finding a lot, man. I've been finding, I've been finding, you know, solar headphones all over the place, man. I'm wearing mine right now. Um, as I'm doing this, as I'm doing this podcast, so y'all just check them out on their various web, their various social media platforms, and also check them out at their at their website, um, solarheadphones.com. Headsets for attitude, the only solar powered headsets in the world, and I like them. And you can hear me loud and clear, can't you? Again, my name is Jermaine. I'm the the main event is in the building. I'm in the press box. We're going to segue a little bit. Um, I'm going to have some special guests dial in a little later on. But we're going to talk about some spring football. And, man, I'm so excited about, about today's spring football games. Um, the Big Ten pretty much wraps up all their spring football games uh, today. The SEC pretty much wraps up all their spring football games. There's probably, I think there's one or two more teams that have – Spring football games next week from the SEC, and I think Ar- well Arkansas is the last is the last of those, um, it's the last of those teams in the SEC to have a spring football game, um, and also uh, Virginia, Virginia will be the last ACC school to have their spring football game um, next Saturday. But really excited about this spring football game. About the spring football games this week, as I as I was last week, um, because and each of the ones that each of the spring games that, that I'm going to talk about, there's a lot of there's a lot of changes in regards to quarterbacks, in regards, in regards to running backs, in regards to defense, offense, and, and so so have you. So we'll just I'm gonna I'm gonna just go in chronological order, um. Notre Dame's spring game is first off. They'll be their spring game is actually on NBCSN, uh, twelve thirty. Notre Dame, they got to replace their incumbent starter who was injured, and the starter last year. So, in, in essence, they're they're losing two. They've lost two starters, uh, Malik Zaire. Whom I don't know if he's going to enroll in in Florida. I don't know if he's going to enroll at Florida State. I don't know if he's going to enroll, you know, at Tennessee, Georgia. I mean, I know he's not going to enroll in Georgia, but Georgia Tech. I don't know where he's going to enroll at. We nobody really knows where he's going to enroll at. Um, odds are he's going to enroll at Florida. 
because he wants to play in he wants to play in Malcolm Wayne's system, which is their pro style system, and he wants to play on the East Coast. Him being from Ohio, so Malik Zaire is one of those wild cards. Deshaun Kaiser, you know, projected to be one of the first quarterbacks taken in the draft. I don't see him being. I don't see him in the first round at all. I think he'll be a second, maybe third round draft pick. Um, if you ask me, I think he's a. I think he's a. I think he's a second or third rounder, uh, solid second second round draft pick. But I think he'll probably fall to the third round. Um, so you're looking at two guys. You're looking at some guys that are that, that are back for Notre Dame. And it's going to be fun to see. Notre Dame and in those quarterback situations, they also lose. They also lost a running back. Uh, they have a running back coming in, and they also got some got some great players in 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 this year's recruiting cycle that are pretty good as well. So we're we're going to see how things gravitate and what things are going to happen for with Notre Dame today. And I want to see Brian Kelly. I want to see if he if he's going to improve on that three nine record, or is it really time to part ways with Brian Kelly? I mean, I know he's done some great things. He's taken him to a national championship game. He take he's taken him to three straight. Um, he had taken them to three state BCS ball games or New Year's Day ball games. So I mean, you look at it from that standpoint. Yes, he's done some great things, but are those great things good enough to keep him there? Um, I, I don't know. That that I don't know. The, that that's what we're gonna look at right. That's what we're going to see this coming season when it comes when it comes to <clears throat> excuse me when it comes to uh, Brian Kelly and it comes to it comes to Notre Dame football because this is Notre Dame football. This is a squad that you know you really. You you really want the best for them. I mean, but them being a national powerhouse, quote unquote. Um, but you haven't seen that national powerhouse in a long time. So, um, I mean, and then and then not only that on the um, on the flip side of that, we're looking at new defense coordinators as well. We're also looking at new offensive coordinators as well. So. We are we are definitely going to see a transformation of sorts at Notre Dame. Does that mean does that mean that that we're going to see something different? I, I don't know, but I think that that's the one thing that everybody has to talk about. That want everybody's going to talk about, and um, you know nobody talks nobody's. Really talking about the quarterback play. Nobody's really talking about um I mean nobody's really talking about about the quarterback play. Nobody's really talking about about a lot of the things that, that could happen. But here's a, here's one of the big things for me when it comes to Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a traditional is a traditional power. There I mean dare I say Notre Dame is one of those coaching positions that you dream of co- that you dream of having. Not only that, Notre Dame is one of those blue bloods, if 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 you will, of, of college football. 
And what I mean by blue bloods is you, know, you look at look at the number of championships they've won. You look at you look at I mean I, I'll just name them off to you. You look at the USC's. You look at the Texas the Texases. You look at the Oklahomas. You look at Nebraska. Um, look at Nebraska. You look at Ohio State. You look at Michigan. You look at Notre Dame. You look at Alabama. You look at schools like that. Florida State. I mean, Miami. Those are, those are what we call blue bloods. Those are those are quote unquote royalty type. No, those are quote unquote royalty royalty schools. The blue bloods. Just like you have blue bloods, you know, in in regards to in regards to um, basketball, where you have the Dukes, the North Carolinas, the Kansas Dot, Georgetowns, um, Indiana's, Louisville's, you know, Kentucky's, Kansas, you know, those places, UCLA, Arizona, if you want to throw in Arizona. I mean, those those are what we call blue bloods, where if they're not in that conversation for a national championship, they're not. If they're not national champions, they're in that conversation to be national champions. That's what I mean by blue blood. That's what I mean by traditional powers in college football. You know, Notre Dame is one of those traditional powers. Now, we look at what they could do, you know, offensively, you know, we know they're going to be looking at a new quarterback. Defensively, you're going to be putting in a new a new system, uh, which is probably going to be a little bit of the same. You're going to see a little bit more odd fronts out of out of, out of you're going to see a lot more even fronts out of out of uh, Notre Dame than you have in the past few years. You may see them go to a couple odd fronts. I mean, especially when they go with their with their nickel and dime situations. But even then, I think you'll see I think you'll see them be be more of a force at, um, shall I say, I think you'll see them be more of a force as an as a, as a, as a even front. But I got my man T-Rex on the line. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to segue away from that real quick. We're going to come back to that. T-Rex, what's going on, bud? What's up, the main event? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. You having a good day so far? Yes, you know how it is, uh, spending time with the kids. Uh, we did a little camping last night, so we are up and moving around now. But, yeah, I wanted to come on and talk, with you. I want to talk to you about the Blake Griffin injury update. Yes, and we're going to go back to that, and we're going to come back to that right now. Um, Blake Griffin, was it dislocated toe or – some sort of toe injury? Did he have to have surgery on? Well, basically, he he had an injury to the the plantar plate on his right big toe. Ouch. So, of course, yeah. you know if you, if you don't have your big toe, it's hard for you to plant your your foot and be able to move. So yeah, he's he's going to uh-huh. be out for the remainder of the playoffs, and that, that's a big blow to the Clippers because Griffin was averaging twenty one point six points per game over the regular season. And 
in the playoffs, the first two games, he was averaging over 25. So he, he's a big key component to the Clippers. Now he is out. And again, it, it seems like it always happened to the Clippers every year. Something like this always happened. They look like one of the good teams in the West, but they have these, these freak injuries that occur that just knock them down. And just to say, man, I, I just don't think they going to be able to win a championship in, uh, in L.A. The only L.A. team yeah, I can win a championship again is going to be the Lakers. Wow. Wow. When you say that, I mean, now that you say that, does that mean that you think the Clippers are going to start to disband that team or start shopping some players around like a Blake Griffin, like a DeAndre Jordan, who they just gave a big contract to? Um, we've also heard the whole Maurice Spates um, controversy where he kind of wants out at the end of the year because he said he's not really being utilized like he thought he would be. Is this is this the right time for for the Clippers to go out in free agency and rebuild that team through free agency? Well, I think they should have traded Griffin before the trading deadline this season. Now with this new injury, he has had no, numerous injuries. It's going to hurt his draft stock, not draft stock, his trade stock. So Doc Rivers being the head coach and also – you know, president of basketball operations, he's really going to have to uh, sit down and think about what would be the best route for the Clippers to go. They might be able to trade him. He he might have some kind of trade value, but it's not probably going to be what they would get back for that caliber of player because Blake Griffin is a top five power forward in in the league right now still with with these injuries. So they're really going to have to sit down and reevaluate their roster and probably we'll have to consider – Get rid of Blake Griffin. And, you know, with the big contracts that that are due to, well, players who can opt out for free agency this year does include a Blake Griffin, does include Chris Paul. Do Does Doc Rivers sit down with Chris Paul and see if he can get some sort of deal done with him where it's of value, but not in that in that upper echelon, Mike Conley type money. You know, does he does he try to get something done like that with a Chris Paul, or do you see him possibly trying to interject his name into the Paul George quote unquote? sweepstakes next year or the Russell Westbrook sweepstakes this year? Well, their first priority is to try to re-sign Chris Paul, but Chris Paul is at a stage of his career as well that he might be seeking a championship as well. He has already validated himself as being a Hall of Fame player in the league. He's a floor general. He's a great leader on the court, and he commands respect when he's out there. And I could see Paul probably stand there because of his loyalty to the Clippers and also with Doc Rivers. But, yes, the Clippers really need to sit down with Chris Paul and see what they can do. Maybe they can bring a Paul George in. I know Paul George is probably more interested in the Lakers because of the mystique of the Lakers and the championships and everything. 
And but maybe they can sneak in and try to get him, and maybe that that could entice Chris Paul to stay there. And also maybe this, look this to trade 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 Blake Griffin off somewhere. Yeah, this is a good point, and you start to see in this, in the series with 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 Cleveland and Indiana, you start to see glimpses of Paul George from that rookie year when he was with when him and Lance Stevenson was together. You start seeing glimpses of of them two working better together. You start seeing him mature better as a as a I don't want to say mature as a player. But mature as as a team player as, as a team as a teammate more so than just a player. I mean, do you see do you see where I'm going with that? I mean, I'm just starting to see like similarities between when he has a point guard and a guy that can complement him, as opposed to being him just being a one a one four guy. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying about that. But here's my thing, and here, here's my personal belief. Doc Rivers gets a lot of credit for being such a great coach, but I don't see him be able to, to repair this team. Uh, I'm not going to call Doc Rivers overrated over the air, but you got to look at everything from top down. Is, is Doc Rivers really a good fit for this team to coach? Or do they need someone else? Uh, Doc Rivers did win the one championship in the 2007-2008 uh, season with the Boston Celtics. But, but we got to start looking at the coach, too, as well. Cause he's, he's also the general manager, and he's putting all this together. And it's not working. It hasn't worked. I will say this. Golden State, when they won the championship a couple of years ago, really that was the Clippers' window to be the team to come out of the West, the way they were structured and the way they was built. But Golden State is a surprise team and the team that's pretty much taken the throne that the Clippers should have gotten or should be there right now. We need to start not only looking at the personnel, but also looking at the coach as well and hold him accountable for keeping this team together because it is time for this team to rebuild or restructure there's no excuse why they don't have a good small forward in this lineup. They have had a, re, a revolving door of small forwards to come through. They thought Paul Pierce was going to sure. kind of fill that role as a, a savvy veteran, but you see where he's sitting right now. He, uh, definitely a shout-out to the truth. He, he's one of the best players to ever play. But at the same time, he hasn't filled that small forward position. If they can go after Paul George, do it. But you're going to probably have to sacrifice Blake Griffin at the same time. And this, you can find a service. Uh, because of the money, not because of the not – be, not because of the money more right. so than his skill. I got you. Yes. So Blake Griffin, as great as he is, I think he needs to change the scenery as well. Well, I mean, if you do that, what would be some some good spots for him? Um, I was actually thinking about that just just few seconds ago, and I can see him. 
possibly fitting very well at Milwaukee. I can see him fitting very well at Toronto. I can see him fitting well with Indiana. If you can pull off that trade, that kind of blockbuster trade between Indiana and the Clippers and add a Paul George to that and possibly and possibly a pick, I mean, I would try to do that this offseason. I definitely could see him going to an Eastern Conference team. But my two teams I have in mind is Miami and also Chicago. They need a four like that that can score, can handle the ball, and be able to contribute on both ends of the floor. But at the same time, what risk are you taking in with his injuries, you know, to his knees and then his now his his big toe? You got to factor that in as well. Is, is he worth? $25 million a year, and you're probably going to have him for maybe two-thirds of the season, or you have some kind of injury like this where he's out for the rest of the playoffs. So you got to think about that because he is a liability now. As great as he is, he's a, he's a liability, and we really don't know what's going to come out of this. Is, is he going to be the same Blake Griffin that's putting up 28 and Four, or he's going to be a Blake Griffin that's going to be putting up 15, 5, and 2. We don't know. We don't know okay. what his mindset, his mindset is going to be from, from this injury. I know he's devastated because, again, the Clippers, they, with the talent they have, they are a dark horse. Anything can happen in the playoffs, as you see. Any injuries can happen to any of the superstars where you have a shot. And I think the window for the Clippers is slowly closing if it hasn't already closed on them. I definitely agree with you. I definitely agree with you. And, you know, getting back to spring football, I know I know Wifey is a big Alabama fan. Um, Alabama spring football game is today. New offensive coordinator. They want to be 50-50 run pass, kind of like, kind of like what Auburn was, what Auburn is trying to do as well. But they're going to do it a little bit different. They're going to be run first, and their philosophy is always going to be run first. But you've got an emphasis with Jalen Hurts to throw the ball downfield. Are you expecting to see that happen? in this spring game where you see Jalen Hurts go downfield a lot? Or are we going to see just a vanilla offense that we normally see out of out of a Nick Saban spring football game? Nick Saban is a genius. And geniuses don't want to share their ideas with everybody when, when it doesn't count. So you're going to see a basic – Offensive game plan for today's spring game, just kind of just showing off what they can do, run the ball, throw a little screen pass, maybe some intermediate passes. And maybe you might see a deep ball or two. But other than that, it's going to be very plain. He's not going to show his cards right now because year in, year out, Alabama competes for championships. And in order for them to do that, they have a very tight, 
knit ship that Nick Saban is running. And even though I am an Auburn fan, I give and show a lot of respect for Alabama and Nick Saban. Yeah, and I do too. And, and, and I mean, I hate to admit it, but I mean, I do too. Um, if he wasn't an Alabama coach and he was coaching elsewhere, I would definitely he would he would be on that short list of programs I would like to go to wherever he coaches at, other than Alabama, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. You know, I have a junior coming up. And he's going to be starting high school football. And I would, even though I'm an Auburn fan, again, if if he can get a scholarship to go to Alabama, I would be all for it because Nick Saban makes those boys into men. Either they go to the league or not, he really disciplines them and give them a blueprint on how to carry yourself as a man. And I respect everything he has done off the field as well. He looks kind of like a villain when he's when he's in the media, and and we get great sound bites from him and good laughs. But other than that, Saban is a great coach, a great father, a great person. And I would love to have my children go to Alabama, especially if they was playing football there with him, still there as the coach. Right, and and you know, and and the other parts of that, T Rex, and and I'm gonna piggyback off what you just said in regards to to that. When you look at what he's done for other coaches, and you look at the coaching tree that he has with with Kirby Smart being one of the first guys to become a head coach off his staff. Is there other coaches that you think will come off his staff and become head coaches? I mean, you can also add in a measure Apple White. You can also add in a Jim McElwain, you know, players, coaches like that. But for a guy like Kirby Smart, who truly can't, who is truly his first protege to come off his tree and become a head coach, does this really signal – his coaching tree starting to blossom? Of course. Of course. You got to look at that. As great as, as great as he is in coaching, you know, he, he shares that knowledge with his assistant coaches and graduate assistants and just people that's around the program. So they're going to become hot commodities just because they are associated with Nick Saban. Just like just like when you check out Bill Belichick in the NFL, how successful he is with the New England Patriots. His coordinators are always on top of the list for a coaching job, but just because of the association that they have with Belichick. And you know Belichick passes that knowledge and grooms them to become head coaches someday. So they want to take some of that Belichick philosophy, and just like in college, people want to take some of that Saban philosophy and be able to carry that to their program as well. I mean, I mean, of course we. Too, I mean, we talk about Will Muschamp, but Will Muschamp has bounced around from different coaching trees, back and forth. I mean, I know Will Muschamp was was part of his national championship winning team. I know that he was part of Matt Brown's 
championship team as well as um, Gene Chizik's, you know, championship team or whatever you want to call that that year. Is Will Muschamp a guy that you think could be that, that next head coach in waiting at Alabama, or will it be someone else outside of outside of of that of that coaching tree? I mean, I, I mean, I don't I don't see Nick Saban retiring anytime soon, but will it be someone off his coaching tree that will take over for him at Alabama? Will it be another guy? Dare I say a Dabo Sweeney? Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Dabo Sweeney would probably be everybody's popular choice to take over for Alabama because he did go to Alabama. But he's at Clemson right now. He has built that program from head to toe, and they are doing some wonderful things. But we're going to see how Clemson is going to play post Deshaun Watson. Are they going to be able to get that great recruit in from to play those skill positions and, and, and also linemen and, and, and everybody else on the defensive side of the ball? But you Alabama, know, and, and looking at, the, name, the name Alabama speaks for itself now since Saban has come in there in 2007, and you see what they have done since then. So it's all about where his, where his heart lies. He's an Alabama person. And he now has a championship under his belt. Will he want to come to Alabama and keep that well oiled machine going? Or will he want to build hmm. something, build a dynasty at Clemson to mirror Alabama? But that's probably the top coach that everybody is looking at right now to come to Alabama if Saban retires anytime soon. And here's, here's, a, 20, here's a 2017 uh, enrollees. They got they had six early enrollees at Clemson this year that played in the spring football game. They've got a they've got a they've got a quarterback that's coming in this fall who could have came in in the springtime in a guy like in a guy by the name of Case Bryce who went to Grayson High School in Loganville, Georgia. And then you also in twenty eighteen you also have a verbal commit from one of the top quarterbacks, not only in the state of Georgia, but in the country, in Cartersville's Taylor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, I'm sorry, Trevor Lawrence of Cartersville High School. So in two years, you've got a guy who was on the cusp of being the leader of a quarterback and a guy who's the number one pocket passer in the country from the state of Georgia coming to Clemson. And he may be an early enrollee who could play really early. He's got that kind of he's got that kind of talent. So I mean, you look at it from that standpoint. Then you also look at what Alabama's going to bring in, and you look at what Florida State's going to bring in. Florida State's got, got some great recruits. So if he wants to keep that rivalry with Florida State, if he wants to keep you know keep himself with a clear mind, I think that he should stay. I think he should stay at Clemson. I think he's got something there the next two years in regards to recruits and what he's brought in the year before, this year, and next year. So 
that that's a real that's a real tough situation, like you said. Yeah, it's it's something to really think about. But right now he's riding the high off of coming off that national championship. So Dabo would not leave Clemson right now if Saban decided to leave today. He would at least come back and try to defend the national championship, which they they got a pretty good squad coming in still. But were they are they national championship contenders? We don't know. I hope Auburn beats them week two. I watched <laughs> their spring game. I watched their spring game uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, they've got some veterans. They got some veterans coming back at receiver. Uh, Renfro is back. Uh, you know they lost Williams. They lost. Um, they lost Wayne Gallman, of course. Deshaun Watson. They lost Bulwer from the defensive side of the ball, as well. Then they're going to be strong, but they're not going to be as strong as people really think they will be. Will they repeat? Will they make the playoffs again? Is is very hard to say. If they can get the quarterback play together and find a running back that replaces the Wayne Gallman who who could do a do all back, that's that's where a lot of that's where a lot of the the questions are going to be asked right there. Week week one and week two are going to be very difficult. Well, hopefully, I was hopefully Auburn can beat them week two. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And here, here's another little tidbit of information: only two teams play Alabama and Clemson on the same schedule this year. And the other team is Florida State. Right. <laughs> Looking forward to that Florida so, State-Alabama I mean, game at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And and there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation that they don't even think that the building's going to be done. Um, they think that the building may be <laughs> it may not even be open until week three. Of the NFL season, so there, there's a lot of controversy with that because the weather situations that that we've had in Atlanta um, and everything in the past couple of years has really put a damper on 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 the building. And then with the respective highways being damaged, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are happening there as well. Yeah, it's it, it it's unfortunate. Atlanta's going through a lot with their infrastructure, and I hopefully hopefully they can get the stadium up by September. If not, people just have to understand. I guess that's kind of the reason why the Georgia Dome is still there because they haven't demolished that one yet. But I guess we'll see though. We'll see how everything pans out in these next couple of months. Well, definitely, definitely, and T Rex, I. I sure do appreciate you taking time out of your out of your busy schedule with with the kids and everything and and your wife and uh to be a part of to be a part of the show today. Um 
hopefully uh, we'll get to talk again next week or talk again in the next couple next couple of days. Uh, Rich and Maine also uh, King Underground Media. Exactly, exactly. And I want to give a shout out to my lovely wife, Admin Wendy, and to all our children. I just want to say I love you all. And shout out to the main event for holding it down on the tailgate cruise show. You're doing a great job. And also, I want to make an announcement. Go to Alabama Music Awards show websites to vote for us as Bama Male DJ Radio Show. We are nominated for an award. The award show is going to be July the 30th at the Alabama Jazz Hall of Fame in Birmingham, Alabama. Make sure y'all vote for us. We we'll definitely will be blessed by that. And we're trying to win it, y'all. We're trying to win it. I think we're the only podcast DJs that that that's nominated. Everybody else is on FM in the state of Alabama, so that that's a big honor within itself for us to be doing podcasts. And we don't have any affiliations with any FM stations or satellite radio to be nominated for a state music award. So definitely go there. Thank you all for always listening to our shows. And the main event, uh, thank you again, man. All right. No problem, T-Rex. And we're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk more swing football. And also, we're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up for the day. So, y'all stay tuned.
Yo, it's crazy how we first met. I seen your swagger and instantly fell in love with you. Got me a job and then broke you off with my first check. Never was jealous, I even went to the club with you. It's kind of funny how we watch things now. Went from love at first sight to try to knock me down. All this love we used to have, well, it will not be found. I was learning how to swim, you'd rather watch me drown. But see, I, I know you know it. We won't get into it. See, everything I'm doing now. So check them out on their on their various social media web their social media outlets Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Tumblr, and also uh, yeah, and that's about it. So and also check them out on their um on their GoFundMe page. They they're uh, they're looking to raise some money so that way 
they can they can continue to sell these these solar power headphones to you. They're the world's first solar power headphones. All you have to do is you can plug them up or do as I do and just lay them just lay them in a window and let them charge themselves. It usually takes them usually takes them about hour and a half, two hours to, to get fully charged, uh, about 30 minutes to get fully charged. So, I mean, these are, this is an awesome thing. These are awesome, awesome headsets, and I'm actually using mine right now. But getting back into spring football, and also a special, also a special thank you and shout-out to, to my man T-Rex um, for taking the time out to um, to give us that breaking news while, you know, on, on the show. Also to my man Tyrus. Man, Tyrant Chief Chambers, um, for breaking that for breaking that news to me. Uh, so, um, as as uh, we were talking about uh, beforehand, uh, before we segue back out, um, <laughs> we're talking spring football, and we were talking um, Notre Dame spring football. You know, two new quarterbacks as well. One one's a true freshman that came in this this past. Uh, one's a red shirt freshman, the other is a the other is a is a junior if I'm not mistaken. So I mean it's gonna be very, very fun to see what happens there. Um I'm like I have said I'm excited just to see what's gonna happen. Um what's gonna happen in in the next few in the next hour or so, you know, next thirty minutes to an hour. Um also very excited uh, let's talk about uh, other than that, you know, the defense. We're going to see a lot of odd front. Like I said, you're going to see a lot of even fronts, whereas you've seen a lot of odd fronts. Um, and you're going to see them bounce bounce back and forth between the two. Um, but I think you're going to see more even fronts than you are odd fronts, and that's um, that's just going to be the lay of the land there. Um, two o'clock in the two o'clock in the two o'clock hour, you have the Cal spring game. Um, Wondering how what they're gonna do to replace a guy like Davis Webb, um, new head coach and Justin Wilcox, defensive coach, and you know he's gonna be changing he's gonna be changing the culture just a little bit there as well with the new with the new uh, new offense coordinator, pretty much a whole new staff uh, there as well. So you're gonna see some you're gonna see some some very good things out of out of um, out of Cal this year, but. The two, the, but the two spring games that, that I'm really excited to see, and we, we we touched upon the Alabama spring game. The other that I'm really looking forward to seeing is the Georgia spring football game. Um, Georgia has Georgia has a lot of had a lot of early enrollees this year. They had they had like four or five enroll, early enrollees. One of those early enrollees is a quarterback from from Warner Robins, Georgia, went to Houston County High School. By the name of Jake Fromm, and Jake Fromm, I, I want to. One of the things that I really want, I'm really looking forward to seeing in this spring game, as opposed to spring games, opposed to last year's spring game, when all the hype was Jacob Eason, um, where he just came in week two, and uh, took over from Grayson Lambert and and Bryce Ramsey, um. You're going to see, you're going to see something a little bit different. Um, Jake Fromm has actually pushed. I mean, I'm sorry, 
Uh, Jacob Eason was 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 promptly pushed in, in this year's um, this year's spring practice, and it was a welcome push for him. He, I mean, he he said it himself. He says a welcome push for him because this is a guy who and Jake Fromm who who ran a similar type offense uh, at Houston County High School under Coach Ron Lasseter. Uh, we'll talk more high, more high school football. Uh, here in the next couple next couple weeks, uh, next couple weeks and months, um, leading up until the season, um, and uh, I'm I'm really I'm really excited to, to see the, the spring game here because I want to see the progression. I want to see progression from year one to year two. We know that we know that. That Jacob Eason can make, that Eason can make all the throws. Now I want to see if he can make all the checks. If he if he can if he can do all the checkdowns. We know he can do the checkdowns. Can he hit on the deep balls? Can he can he finally hit the deep balls like he should? Can he finally um, do some of the things that a Jim Chaney type offense runs? I think he can. I think he will. Also, I want to see Jake Fromm. I want to see how he reacts to the big crowd, to the big crowds um, in Sanford Stadium. I want to see how he how he reacts. I want to see how he runs the offense. I want to see how he runs the show. And then also, you're going to see Nick Chubb at full speed. I don't think he's going to play much in in the spring game. Neither will Sony Michelle. But just to see the progression of the other players. In this, you know, in that running back group, progress. I want. I, I, it's like I said, this is gonna be a progression from year one to year two for Kirby Smart, not only defensively but offensively. And I want to see the maturity. I want to see the maturity of, of of his quarterbacks. I want to see the maturity of the defense. We all know the defense is gonna be there. Kirby Smart's gonna have defense there, no doubt about it. But. It's really just a matter of of seeing the progressions of Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm, and those receivers, the Riley Ridleys, the uh, Terry Godwins, and, and players like that. You know, and then also you got two tight ends. You got three tight ends that that's, that that can ball out. They got another tight end that's just coming that came in early as well. So I mean, you're looking at Charlie Warner, who played at um, Charlie Warner, who played at, at Raven. And then you also have Buford slash IMG tight end. Uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Isaac Nelson um, in as well, and they're both healthy. And we're gonna continue to see them see them do great things. I want to see I want to see the progression of Isaac Nelson as a blocker. I want to see the progression of Charlie Warner as a as a pass catcher. We all know that he we all know that he's a great he's a great run blocker. I want to see him. I want to see him get out in the routes. I think both can slot them out outside. I mean, and there, there can be mismatch problems if if have if, if need be. So those are, those are those are some great things to have as well to see. And also, you know, see that early enrollee at tight end as well. There's an early enrollee coming in as well. So and we, we get to see some of those three tight end looks as well, like with with um, with Georgia that Jim Cheney likes to run. So. With Georgia, it's all about progression. 
from year one under Kirby Smart to year two under Kirby Smart. And maturity from year one to year two. That's what I'm looking for in the Georgia game. Now, in the Alabama game, again, we're talking about maturity. You know, you lose you lose two quarterbacks. David Cornwell is gone, um, as well as Blake Barnett. So you're looking at looking at Jalen Hurts. This is his team. He's a true He's going to be a true sophomore. And we're we're going to be we're going to talk. We're going to see him in a different type of offense, where again, like 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 what me and T Rex have talked about. Me and T Rex talked about just a few minutes ago. We're gonna see, we're gonna see progression. We're gonna see him. We're gonna see some things, a vanilla type, a vanilla type offense. But we're also gonna see some things that they want to work on, which is throwing the ball, passing the ball, throwing the ball, the intermediate routes, the deep routes. Then you're also gonna see the run game. You're gonna see. You're going to see some different running backs. You're going to see some running backs come in. And you're also going to see the defense and how they're going to and how different they're going to look as well. So this is what this is what we're this is what I'm talking about in regards to to what you're going to see from Alabama. You're going to see just a, a, a basic vanilla type defense. You see a basic vanilla type offense with some different things that they'll do, and you'll see them. Show some things that they that they want to work on. You see them show things that they that they that, that I must work on. So I, I'm I'm really looking forward to watching the Alabama spring game. That's three o'clock on ESPN. Really, I'm really really excited. Also in that three o'clock window, you have the Washington spring game on on Pac-10 Network. Uh, then you have the Penn State game on the Big Ten Network at the three o'clock at the three o'clock hour. And again, we want to uh, again all of these, all of these games, especially from the playoff team. And we're, we're, you're going to see three of the. You're going to see. Um, you've already seen two, two of them already play their spring games. Now we're going to see the other two, Alabama, Washington. We're going to see those two have their spring games, and again. With Washington, Washington's lost. Washington lost a lot on the defense side of the ball, so I'm gonna I'm gonna really watch them as they progress defensively. You know what you're gonna get out of Jake Browning. They did lose some receivers next year, so they, they did lose some receivers last year from last year's team. You'll see those those new receivers how they slide in and how they work with Jake Browning uh, a little bit better. At Washington, so we're looking. We're looking at that. We're looking at that as well. Tennessee, no more Joshua Dobbs. So you got some. You got three good quarterbacks. You have a quarterback in Jerry Guarantano, um from the state of New Jersey, who who is just a good quarterback. And you have two quarterbacks that are established quarterbacks. One's a redshirt sophomore. One's a redshirt junior. So you got three quarterbacks there that's going to be vying for a spot. Um, for for that starting quarterback position at Tennessee, and the other thing about Tennessee is you're gonna see Tennessee uh, improve improve defensively. This is a team that overachieved that 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 really underachieved 
with overachieving results at some t- at some points of last season. You know, they sputtered up they sputtered last they sputtered late last year. Um the game that really elevated them and really galvanized their year was the game against Georgia with the Hail Mary after Jacob Eason had took them down the field and, and made that NFL type throw late in that in that ball game that we thought was a game winning game winning touchdown. But this this Tennessee team is going to be a little bit different from the Tennessee team last year. Again, no Joshua Dobbs. Again, no Jalen Hurd. No um, no Alvin Kamara. No um, none of the deep, none of the, the um, you know you lost the safety, you lost the cornerback, and you lost the defense, you lost the linebacker off that team last year. But you got a lot of starters coming back on this team this year. So it's all about progression. It's all about finding that, that one guy. It won't it won't start here, but this will give this will give this team a jump start on what they need to do in the fall. And I'm so excited when I say the fall, I mean I'm so excited to talk about football this summer. I, I mean I'm gonna be so excited to talk about it because it, it's gonna be so much fun to to, to see this season, it, it really is. Also, and also later on tonight, we I, I you get to see Washington State. You get to see Luke Falk. He's coming back for his senior year. You get to see some receivers with the Washington State Washington State team. I mean, it's great. This is a great time for college football right now. Springtime, the air conference baseball. Um, conference baseball is about to wind down, and we're, and we're starting to get into into finals week um, around around a lot of the schools, so I mean like, we're within a hundred and we're within a hundred and eighty day a hundred and fifty days of, of college football. I mean, we're, we're really within that 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 hundred and that hundred and sixty day window. So very excited, very very excited. Um, but we got a few more minutes here, and uh, I just want to I just want to say thank you again to to the admin Wendy. Um, T Rex, my mom, my dad, the Bennett family, the Bennett, the Bennett kids, Casey Cordier, DJ EA, uh, and everybody that that's that's a part of that's a part of of our movement, a part of what we do. Also, big big shout out to my man Jigsaw, big shout out to to Ray Baker Underground Sounds, uh, Marquise Wineglass, um, Black. Um, You'll you'll hear some you'll hear some things from him as well coming up. Got some big things coming up. We got some blogs coming out in the next few week in the next few months um, that we're working on. So some blog documentaries that we're working on. Uh, so check us out. Check us out on our various social media platforms. Uh, myself, Jermaine Houston, seventeen, uh, on Instagram. Uh, check out the Tailgate Crew Show page on Facebook. Check out my page, Jermaine Houston. On Facebook as well. Also check out the Live by Terrence Network. Check out the WrestleMania uh, page. Check out the Live by Terrence Network page. Check out um, Terrence's Terrence's personal page as well. And then also check out the Live by Terrence website. We're gonna have some gonna have some good things on there. Um, now that I, I'll I'll be back writing again. Uh, hopefully I have a new I'll have a new blog up in the next week. So with that being said, man, everybody have a great weekend. Everybody be careful. And 
<laughs> Shout out to Connor Cassidy, man. We all got dreams. Yeah, we all got dreams, man. Him and Osram Benjamin, we all got dreams. Everybody have a great weekend. Let's go tailgating. I feel that you're someone that's not only concerned with what's happening right now, but with your legacy as well. Um, what is the legacy that you're looking to leave behind? That I changed the world and I have fun doing it. We all got dreams. I keep on rolling because we all got dreams. Hey, I keep on rolling because we all got dreams. I keep on rolling because we all got dreams. Right? I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got yeah, the way I see it, it's only me and my team Motivated by pictures of places I've never been It's gonna leave the city and search for some better things My fam and a couple dollars, that's all that's left in my jeans Ain't accepted by nothing, we gunning by any means Wide awake on the surface inside, I'm living this dream Of going city to city with stories of what I've seen Lost in the translation, the mind of a human being I'm riding on life's pavement and trying to find what it means Fighting for something stronger than bottles of Jimmy Bean Study the moves of legends from Bob Marley to Queens, but drawing my inspiration from Rage Against the Machine. Son as a motivation and fueling my self-esteem. Could have been stationary instead on stations I scheme. Brought myself on a road to becoming something I've seen. It's just the sound of a gentleman getting after his dreams. Run it. <laughs> uh, Run it. Run it. See, you're gonna have to turn that loud down. <laughs> uh, uh. What? Got dreams, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Hey, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Boy, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got I keep it rolling cause we all got Let's take it back to 09. Walking for Arizona's cause none of us have rides Simple minus some stoners, we got nothing but time Now don't it sound bad? I'm talking back when Cuddy was the soundtrack Pursuit of happiness playing, just let it breathe I'm kicking back with my people, I swear that's all that I need Endless vibe on a planet of simply being at ease Started searching for freedom and ended up in the trees I tell you, there's nothing hardly that's replicating a feel Party until the AM with rhythm turning the wheels The trials of adolescence, they hella sacred for real From the way that I'm feeling, it's like I'm living them still We born to carry the mission, carrying on tradition Introduce them what's missing, and young minds that are lifted I throw myself on the road of living by higher means This just the sound of me getting after my dreams, run it Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams 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 Yo, 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 yo Check it out Hey, uh 
Told my mama I'ma be a potter before a leader. Let me explain. I'ma use these two hands to create my dreams and be in the field with the people. I'm out of Caesar. Delegate through my actions. Let my life do the preaching. You gotta mold the clay before you be Ali. Cash is the root of the evil around me. I'm me what I'm speaking. Call the truth and you call it deep. Reach your mind with the power. Moses used to open the sea, nigga. See, nigga. Understand, there's a God who's sitting above you. Making a note of every time you struggle. But never forget, an ending is nothing without the plot leading up to it. He brought you to it, he gon' lead you through it. Know that it's real. And my faith is a trophy, I have to prove it. See, I was born a king who just grew accustomed to losing. But I learned the only way to stand out is to be outstanding. So, demand your greatness, despite of what the demand is. Dream. Dream. 